What is up, friends? I just want to give a quick shout out to this week's podcast sponsor, Clarice Hicks with the Hauler program. Let me tell you really quick what inspired her. Her daughter had been getting bullied massively at school. Clarice went to the school looking for solutions and the school was found wanting. A few years later, another little boy who attended the school was being bullied. He ended up retaliating, but then taking his own life as a result. Clarice Hicks took massive action. She created the Holler Program, which stands for Honor, Observe, Listen, Learn, Elevate, and Reflect. This program is focused on positive experiences through innovative activities that focus on character, effective communication, and leadership building. She's located in Newport News, Virginia. She has a Facebook page, which is uh, psalmsandservice.com the holler, slash the holler program and she also has a Facebook page you guys I'm going to put both of those things in the podcast description you can go check her out Clarice if you're listening to this podcast today thank you for everything that you're doing in your community you are filling a massive void and we so much appreciate what you're doing and I just pray that God will continue to bless everything you put your hands to Clarice thank you so much for serving our community in this way Good morning, you guys. Really, really quick. So at the end of this first segment, I thought I was going to be done. There's another little five-minute segment after I thought I was done that talks about some important stuff. You guys would be sure to tune into the last five minutes of the episode. Thank you guys for being on here. Have an awesome rest of the day, and let's go ahead and jump right in. Good morning, my wonderful friend. How are you doing This is Ashley with Daily Encouragement. By the time you hear this episode, it will be July 7th. Wow. Right after 4th of July, if you live in the United States, I hope you had a good Independence Day. You know, I was thinking before I got on this podcast, because I realized this is, you know, dropping a few days after. And I thought, you know, it's funny how this time of year you go into the store and we've got a bunch of patriotic displays out, right? shirts and, and you know like if you're gonna have a party have people over you know there's decorations and uh food that's red white and blue and and i thought you know i really really wish that the american people you know everybody not just a group of people but the whole country was truly united in the values of the american people the ones who died for this country right what are the values of america life liberty and the pursuit of happiness And there's so much rhetoric coming out of the news and from the administration that has been put into office. I don't know how they got in there. That's a whole nother conversation, but whatever. Everything will be brought to the light, right? So even if they're being dirty and things aren't being transparent and, you know, a lot of stuff has been hidden, right? Come on. There's a lot of stuff that's been going on in this country and all over the world that is now all of a sudden coming out and it's been a year. And a lot of people have been saying these things since the beginning. But let me go back to my original point, and we're going to jump into this podcast, you guys. There's been a lot of rhetoric from these people that have been put in office, basically saying that the biggest threat to our country is is domestic terrorism, right? 
and you know and of course you know going after they're targeting people white people right white privilege um you know anyway i don't want to get into that you guys i could totally go off on another tangent on this whole thing you know i really really it really high highly encourage you guys to watch it was something what's the what's the guy's first name i think it's Vudi. is his last name bachman but look up cultural marxism from uh i think it's Vudi is his last name you know, I, I'll put the link to the video in the description of this podcast so you guys can listen to it. But he breaks down uh, that whole idea of, of cultural Marxism and how it was infl- infiltrated into this country. Anyway, I'm massively digressing. So we've got this, that basically there's domestic terrorists and anybody who doesn't think the way we they do is a threat. And I was like, you know, it's very interesting that the ones that we hired, that we pay their salaries, are calling us a threat when it, when it's the same group of people who's been hiding information, censoring information, right? Locked the whole world down. And we know these people are all over the world, just not in the United States. The fact that they could control the whole world population shows you that there's a group of people who are in on this crap, right? Locking the whole world down, releasing a virus upon the world, innocent people dying, you know, all this kind of crap because of their little dark evil agenda. You know, they're all buddies, right? You, it has to be. It, it, you know, there's there's too much going on. But anyway, we're, we're the ones who are the threats, but they're the ones who are calling the shots and are being oppressive, recklessly spending people's money, right? I think the United States is like $22 trillion in debt. All right. Think about the way the other governments run their nations poor people right because they take all their resources and and use it on themselves they're not trying to create a a structure of government like the united states that sees the full human potential in people right people who live in very oppressive countries there's this dynamic of us and them and and you know sort of uh what was it one up one down thinking right when every single person is a human being that runs this planet it doesn't matter what country you live on we're all made in the image of god we're all created to rule and subdue our own lives but some people don't believe that why do you think the bible has been um you know completely just pushed out of other countries because if people really knew the authority that god gave them what would happen right there would be a massive uh, advance of God's kingdom on all the earth, right? And we know that the enemy doesn't want that. But if once once people really wake up and realize that the enemy, this world, people, circumstances have no control over us, that we are subject to God and our own decisions, if we know our authority, it's a game changer. Isn't it funny how we subject ourselves to things outside of ourselves that don't really have any power over us, but we give them our power because we deny the power that's inside of us? So the only real threat we have these days is the people who are running this world, making the decisions, oppressing people, ruining, you know, like I said, racking up the debt, destroying economies, destroying businesses. Who's the real threat, right? So think about that today, especially if you live in the United States, you know, uh, call your representatives and say, you know what? We want to get rid of these people. We're sick of them. We're sick of their lies. We want to see some, uh, we want to see some, petitions we want to see some work actually being done we see what's happening in this nation you all ain't doing nothing about it but something needs to happen we need to start putting a little fire underneath the backsides of these people but anyway i digress you guys as you know i love i love god 
and I love government and they go hand in hand and uh, it's important that we have these conversations. But all right, you guys, what was the biggest revelation I had in October 2020? Drum roll, please. One of these days I will get that memorized. I'll be able to do it for y'all. <laughs> I got to practice. Okay. Child or slave? How do you approach God? That was something that hit me back in October 2020. But before I break it down for you guys, let's go ahead and pray. And then I'll just kind of walk you through, um, you know, how this came about. So let's pray, you guys. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for being here. Thank you, God, that we can approach you as children and we no longer have to approach you as a slave. Oh, Lord, deliver us, God, from the slavery that we can find ourselves in, Lord. Father, it's, it's, Lord, we were born as slaves. We were born into sin. We were born into thinking and, and, and thought patterns, God, that steal, kill, and destroy, inherited fear from Adam and Eve. And Lord, I just ask that we would all just have personal deliverance from that by your spirit. You're in us, Lord. Lord, that we would cave into your love with reckless abandon, God. And that would completely change our lives. Lord, we know we go from glory to glory in you. And Lord, we want as much of you as we can get on this earth. Because you know what, God? We only got so much time. And why not experience more of you now on this earth? Why do we got to wait till we get to heaven? Lord, you say, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, that's what I want. And I, and I believe that anyone listening to this podcast, that's what they want. We want greater freedom in our life, Lord, that you've come to give. Authority, power, identity, purpose. You know, all these things, Jesus. So I just thank you that you give us, you give us what we need, Lord. And so let us receive all the good you have for us, Lord. Lord, let us continually make ourselves vulnerable to your love and change us, God. And, and Lord, I just pray for great healing in, in our lives, Lord. We are so layered, layered upon layers. Our layers have layers with have that have layers, Lord. Let all those layers fall off of us, God. And let us grow into the men and women we are created to be in your household, God. We were born into the kingdom. And so let us understand that we are no longer children of the experiences that we have had from our mom and dad's growing up, our product of our environments, the things that have happened, the meanings and attachments and whatever loops play in our head as, as a result of those things. Lord, we are now your children and the experiences we have with you are supposed to shape our life, Lord. So let us really be children of God. Teach us how to be children. Teach us how to be your sons and daughters more and more, Lord, in the context of our life. And so we can advance your kingdom on this earth, God, and we can uh, continue to push back the darkness, Lord, because you're in us, God. And, uh, like I said, Lord, we go from glory to glory. So, Father, I just pray you please direct this conversation. This is not necessarily an easy thing for me to talk about. I pray that, you know, you'll just help me to break it down in such a way that other people can integrate this truth into their life and it can transform their life, Lord, like you're doing for me. So I love you, Jesus. I thank you so much and pray all these things in your holy name. Amen. All right, you guys. So let's get into this really quick. So, you know, I've been walking you guys through, you know, the biggest revelations I've had in 2020 and you know just kind of sharing my life with you as far as where the lord has led me in my life you know uh not only spiritually and mentally but physically i told you guys we had a big move you know it's been almost a year and i walked you through the process of how that came about and then how the lord encouraged me through that and strengthened me to believe you know what he was doing in my life and after i got here you know the lord started doing more work and and showing me things that you know, I knew were affecting me, but I didn't know how they were affecting me or like the dynamics that shaped me that formed the current struggles I was having, especially anxiety with money, you guys. 
I don't know if there's anybody out there that can relate to me in that, but man, that has been a stronghold for me my whole life. And you know, I think I've shared with you guys, uh, I think it was on my YouTube channel, basically why I had um, relied more on money instead of God. I think I even shared it on the podcast. So um, hopefully, hopefully I have, and you guys remember that, but you know, so the Lord just really started showing me more stuff, you know, it's just like, now that this, now that I'd made this huge transition, it was like, I was in a new space now to start to work on some different things that, um, you know, I wanted to deal with because, you know, I know that I'm in a new space, you know, just going through this transition and, you know, entering into the promised land, realizing that, um, I need to be really, I need to make sure that, how can I say this? The inner resolve, you know, because there's always going to be things outside of you. that are going to try to sideswipe you as you're walking into the promised land and into the, the places that the Lord has for you. You know, it says there was giants in the land. So there's always going to be something that's going to try to intimidate you. And so the Lord's been teaching me how to deal with my giants and, 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 and kind of, even though those giants are there, realize that how I perceive those giants is what has always gotten me. Um, what's the word? Just kind of afraid, anxious, pulling back, separated from the Lord, you know, whatever those, whatever, however I perceive that, right? Because it says that nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of God. But my mind has separated me from God at times. The way I look at things, the Lord's been showing me that, look, these, these giants aren't going to go anywhere, but I'm going to, I'm going to help you, Ashley, um, look at things differently. And, and it has the beauty about the Holy Spirit, right? He gives you new thoughts and new perceptions about things. So that way you can kind of enter into a different state of being, right? So anyway, so one day I asked the Lord, Lord, why do I approach you? Why don't I approach you as a daughter? You know, and I can't remember exactly. I was sitting on my steps here on my back porch and I, I was talking to the Lord and I don't, I don't remember exactly what I asked him. And maybe that's what it was. Why don't I approach you as a daughter? And it was like, because you come to me like, like a slave. And I was just like, what? Like, I've never heard that before. Okay. So I'm going to read off some questions to you guys. These are just straight out of my journal, by the way. So, um, and I haven't, I've read through it, but I'm just going to kind of share a little bit off the page to guide the conversation. So, you know, why do we still worry? Um, even with the knowledge of you being our heavenly father, right? Why am I still anxious about money? Why am I still anxious about, you know, money straight up, right? Why do I worry about, you know, these things when you say that I'm your daughter and I have an inheritance and you're my father, right? Why do we still stress and try to figure it out? Okay. We still approach God as a slave and not as a child. A slave worries about their behavior and they are treated and the way they are treated is based upon a merit system, right? Children expect them to be taken care of. And I was thinking about it. Why was it such a, a struggle for me? Well, you guys, when I was growing up, there was no, I had no structure, no security. Everything was very unpredictable. Um, and so I tried to create structure and security and predictable things for myself and patterns, you know, so I could feel secure in, in my life, you know, 
And one, I did learn that money was a security because the relational dynamics that were going on. My biological father didn't raise me. He was not in my life. I was a secret life, but he paid child support every month, right? Oh, you think, oh, that's sweet. That's, that's responsible. However, you know, when there's no relationship, but there's a physical thing, that's an off balance. How do you think addiction gets formed, right? It's when people don't know how to connect and they rely on a physical thing to give them a sense of security, right? That's why, why do you think certain people get addicted to making money or get addicted to sex or addicted to drugs or addicted to alcohol or addicted to, you know, their phones or whatever, looking for an escape, period. It doesn't matter what it is, okay? Let's just call a spade a spade. TV, video games, and I'm not condemning any of those things, okay? It doesn't matter. I don't condemn any of that. However, when you don't know how to connect on a relational level and trust people to be who they say they're going to be, right? Those things happen. So for me, it was money was a, a big one, right? My security became very much wrapped up in money because I didn't have the relational ties with my mother and my father to be able to give me the security that I needed, right? They weren't loyal or faithful or stable or any of those things. They were very unstable. They were alcoholics. They were abusive to each other. I told you I was homeless with my mom. My stepdad, you know, he did the best he could, but my mom was a bad manager. Uh, my biological dad was a coward. Love you, dad. But just telling the truth, you didn't want to face up to what you did, right? And so we all paid for it. Anyway, so, um, you know, I basically learned to take care of myself in a way. You know, I told you guys, well, how can I say this? I guess I wasn't really taking care of myself, but... I put my needs off to take care of the needs of my parents or whatever they thought I needed, whatever I thought I needed to do to try to keep the peace. My behavior was very much dependent upon their behavior, right? You know, I wouldn't do certain things or say certain things because they would react and the reaction that they had would cause me to feel anxious and stressed. And so therefore, you know, I, like I said, I was, I, I was not in control of myself. I let other people control me. So anyway, where was I going with this, you guys? So a child knows they're going to be taken care of. I didn't know I was going to be taken care of. Slaves, right? Their behavior and how, and how they go on about things is based upon a merit system. Well, I didn't realize that I was approaching my relationship with the Lord like that. And this is how I realized it, okay? This is how I realized that I was approaching God as a slave. Because when we, when my husband gives me money and I buy what we need, if let's just say there's a couple things that we needed that, that were outside of the budget and I used some of the money that he gave me for the things that, you know, a little bit extra things that we needed, then there would be this burden that would come upon me, you know? And I was talking to my husband about this this morning. When I was growing up, my dad would give my mom money. And my mom never asked my dad for what she needed or whatever. She would just go spend the money. And then, you know, she wouldn't pay the bills or whatever. And then uh, um, my dad would, would get upset about that. Or my mom would take me out. She would take me to like McDonald's or go buy a pool and a bathing suit. And, you know, just like do little things for me which was fun, but then when I got home, it became stressful because that money wasn't used for that. So I very much built this thing in my mind that this money is only supposed to be used for this particular thing. So this money is for this, grocery money is for groceries, 
this money is for this. So if I used any of that money that didn't have a title to it, that would create a lot of anxiety for me. Because in my mind, I, me having that structure that this money is for this and must, this money is for that gave me a sense of structure and control that I wasn't gonna make the same mistakes that my mom made, right? I'm gonna pay my bills, I'm gonna have the food money, I'm gonna have this money, but then if I use this money over here, that's when I can unravel as a person. I can get very anxious and stressed and I can judge myself that I'm wasting my money if, I, if, it, what, if it didn't come from a category that I set up. And then all of a sudden, I'm sitting there telling myself that, well, you know what? Uh, you reap what you sow, Ashley. If you use money for this and it wasn't for that, then, you know, why would you expect God to help you? Does anybody out there know what I'm talking about? Have you ever done that, you guys? And that's that's what I realized, you know? So I was like, wow, Lord, you know, that's interesting. And so anyway, let's talk about what a slave is, okay? I'm gonna give you guys a definition, the third definition. Well, let me give you... Let me give you the couple uh, other definitions before that, because this is, these are the ones that we typically hear. So slave, one who, uh, one whose person is held as property, a person in slavery, a bondsman. Okay. Uh, number two, a person over whose life, liberty, and property, someone has absolute control. Ooh, wait a second. I'm going to have to do a podcast on that. Think about what I was just talking about this morning. This is the law definition, right? And look how the government is wanting to be in control of our life, liberty, and property and have absolute control over it, right? They want to spend our resources. Anyway, I digress. Third definition, a person in mental or moral subjection to a habit, vice, or influence. Slavery, involuntary servitude. Wow. So the third definition is really what got me. A person in mental or moral subjection to a habit, vice, or influence. Okay? So think about your habits, your vices, and your influences right now. Okay? Habits. I asked my husband this this morning. I was like, babe, could you have like a habit of the mind? You know? Because like, you know how you have like those physical habits, I guess, or like your routines? But then like emotional habits, like, you know, like something happens and then all of a sudden you find yourself in a certain emotional state and, and it becomes a habit. Like for me, if if the money gets to a certain number or it gets low, it creates anxiety for me. Or if I shop out, if I use one category for another category that wasn't listed in the categories, I can feel anxious. Okay. So realizing that that anxiety is a habit that all stems from money and, and you know, these outside things, right? So, and how can I say this, you guys? So the money and the reaction to it, right? Looking at my money and then all of a sudden realizing that I'm having an emotional response, right? I'm feeling anxious and realizing at the same time that that is something that I always have fallen into. So that has become a habit. A person in mental or moral subjection to a habit. I've been subject to that anxiety, right? It was like, oh, this is just anxiety. This is just what happens when money gets a certain weight. Like it's normal. Realizing that I have control over how I'm perceiving all of this. And I just have to go back and say, wait a second. Let's reality check 
you know, the inner part, because usually when something happens, right, it goes from the outside world, right, the outside circumstances, circumstances, so in this context, it's money. But then there's an internal process that goes on, right? Your interpretations, your judgments, your assumptions, your opinions. Do you guys know what an opinion is? I learned this in my life coaching. I guess he got it from Pluto, the philosopher dude. Your opinion is on the continuum between ignorance and truth, right? So an opinion is not a truth, it's just an opinion. It's something that falls in that continuum, right? Because the truth is, you don't know everything unless you ask, right? How many of you have ever asked somebody about something that you made an assumption on, right? Have you ever established the context or even just looking at stuff that's going on in the news? You only have the information that they give to you. We're, you know, we're in that, and you know, of course, unless you do research, but you guys get what I'm saying? There's reality, there's truth, and then there's ignorance, right? Not knowing anything. And then the opinions are what fall in between those two extremes, I suppose, on the continuum. Anyway, so an external thing happens or a stimulus happens, right? For me, it's money. And then I have these assumptions, opinions, judgments, right? That I've made in my mind, okay? And then those, those opinions, those judgments, those assumptions that I've made put me in an emotional state, right? So I, I, I have to go back now and do the work and ask the Lord to kind of help me work through that. And you know what, I, I think I might've missed a step on that and I'll go back to my notes and, and share that with you guys really quick it's about the whole kind of internal process when we think about something and then our emotional wealth, our emotional state and then the choice that we make as a result. But anyway, so slavery, a person in mental or moral subjection to a habit, vice or influence. I want you to ask the question, where in your life are you subjected to a habit, vice, or influence? And, and this thing is, is going to be like a constant thread through your life. It's not just something that pops up in a day, but this is like a pattern you find yourself in. Every time this happens, you find yourself doing this. Okay. I want you to, I want you to really unpack that for yourself today. So, um, so I was, I was talking to the Lord more and more about this and you know um just talking to him you know I don't I know I don't I okay hold on you guys thank you that you are going to teach me what it means to be your daughter I was thanking the Lord for that and I, I know this intellectually but I don't know it relationally I still get anxious when I need something I approach you but it's almost at a distance like I might get it might not um I base it off of, well, you do reap what you sow, so get over it. And I've shared that with you guys. When I was a kid, my mom would do things for me, right? And I, I would ask her for things and she would do it. But then there was also, but there was also, a, uh, there was always a negative consequence that came with that. So I subconsciously brought that into my relationship with the Lord and had no idea, right? So these things that happened to me as a kid became how I approached the Lord, okay? So I'm still approaching you with my behavior in mind, not freely, right? I'm, I'm mindful of, I have to be responsible. So I've created this way for me to appear to be responsible in my own mind with, I have this money, I'm gonna make a category for this, this, and this, right? That's how I've taken control of my life and, and been able to make, you know, decent decisions, right? I mean, it's worked to a point, right? But now I'm realizing that there is still this thread, like I said, of anxiety about money that's choking the life out of me that Lord that the Lord wants to cut 
all right so approaching him like lord i know i have to be responsible but since i judge myself as not being responsible in this you know if you help me great if you don't well that's what i get can anybody relate to me in that all right not approaching him freely realizing that there's nothing i can possibly do no matter how responsible i appear to be here's the thing do you guys wake up and intentionally try to make really crappy decisions in your life every single day i'm going to assume no I'm going to assume that you really try to make the best decision that you can and you're doing your absolute best. Period. Right? And there's going to be times where you do need grace. You know, there's always going to be something that you need, right? And you get it and you're like, oh crap, I need this, Lord. Getting comfortable with being dependent upon Him. Period. What don't you need? When don't you, when do you not need? Right? Our whole life is driven by need. Right? Because we, because God created us to make progress. You know, no one wants to stay stagnant. I mean, if you do, um, you're probably depressed and, you know, you go have a therapy session or work some, through some stuff, right? So, anyway, I'm very aware of myself, right? As far as my behaviors and patterns. So now it's like, Ashley, who told you, right? Who told you these things? So we were created to live uncovered around the Lord, no hiding or shame, right? It wasn't Adam's acting or his actions, excuse me. It wasn't Adam's actions that got him into trouble, but the words of an outside influence that got him. So here's a couple questions for you guys. Whose words are getting in between you and your relationship with God as your father? How do you approach the Lord as a daughter or a son. And it could be like for me, you guys, I didn't understand the role of a father in my life. I learned that and, you know, um, maybe one of these days I could do a podcast just kind of sharing a couple things that I learned about the role of a father. But after I learned those roles, I reflected that didn't happen in my life. I didn't know the role of a dad, right? So maybe that's why you don't, approach the Lord as a, as him being your father that way because you didn't have a father. You don't understand the role of a father. I didn't understand the role of a father. Okay? You know, whose words are getting in between you and your relationship with the Lord? It, it could be your own words. And most of the time it is. It's your own thoughts. It's your own understandings. It's your own learnings. It's your own experiences. And then all the meanings and the habits that you developed as a result of those things. We're the only ones who get in the way. Because... We're the only ones living in our own head. No one can get in the way in between your relationship with the Lord. At the end of the day, it's going to be you and how you've processed things. And now it's just willing to be vulnerable and say, Lord, I want to be delivered. You know, Lord, help me to forgive the people in my life that didn't love me the way I needed to be loved. You know, that I would freely enter into the love you have for me and 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 uh, allow you to just supernaturally do some work. You know, because you guys, I'm telling you, I've read so many books. I've read a ton of books, you guys. I've went through, I took a life coaching course certification. So I'm a certified life coach. Okay. And right now I'm taking another course. Okay. And then I'm finishing up. I'm, I'm doing another course. So I'm very much evol evol involved in this process of growth and healing and, and trying to learn and, and grow in my perspective. But even if the amount of knowledge that I have in my life, in the understanding that I've gotten and even uh, the insight the Lord has given to me through all these things, 
I still realize that I need from him only what he can give. You know, because at the end of the day, I have to be connected to his love as you do, right? So anyway, you guys, that is all I have for you today. Are you a slave or a child? How do you approach God? You guys go back and listen to this episode. Take the questions down, change your life. Okay, really quick, you guys, I just remembered that I was gonna share something to you really fast when I was talking about that internal process. So let me share that with you really, really fast because this will give you some, as you're unpacking your own life, this is gonna give you some structure to do it, okay? So you have your outside events, right? Mine was money. But then you have how you're gonna process it. What conclusions, judgments, opinions, assumptions have you made? And then what meaning? right? Did you attach to those things? What was your kind of final outcome? What was your final judgment? Right? And then you have your emotional state, how you feel, and then the choice that you make. So today, take some time to unpack how you feel, you know, and that's something that I've had to learn. I I never learned how to identify my emotions. I'm still learning how to do that, you guys. But you know, how do you feel right now? Okay, and you gotta work backwards. So how are you feeling right now as a result of the conclusions that you've made, the assumptions, conclusions, judgments, opinions that are within you, right? And here's the thing, this is the beauty of this process. So you have your outside event that's happening, the circumstances that you have no control over. You can't control what's going on in the world, economy, the the ding-dongs that get put in political office that are making terrible decisions that if they lived like that, living their own life, their life would be completely destroyed. They'd be homeless and broke and um, probably, you know, divorced, okay? Anyway, so those things you can't control, but you can control what's going on inside of you. You can learn to be objective and ask yourself, have the conclusions, judgments, opinions, assumptions I made, Are they true? Do they match reality? Do they match the same context that they were formed in? Right? And what was my final conclusion of it? Right? Test your words. Okay? Your words determine how you feel. Because like how you arrange those words in your head. And that's why it's so important to get a perspective shift. If you want to change your life, change your perspective. But the only way you can change your perspective is to give yourself space to feel. I was telling my husband this this morning, I heard this, I don't don't remember who it was from, but it was like, if you wanna heal, you gotta feel. That's the only way that you can work through, you know, the things that you're going through. You know, Jesus did not sin because he took his emotions to the throne. That would be the only thing that could have gotten in the Lord's way, right? Because you have an emotion and then you have a choice. The Lord subjected his emotions to the Father. That's why he didn't choose and and, and that's why he didn't sin. So you got to learn to subject all of your emotions to the Lord, no matter how you feel. So then he can help you go back and say, who told you that? That was the only problem Adam had. Adam thought that because he was physically naked, that's why he was afraid. But he was naked the whole freaking time he was in the garden. That was not the issue. Why do you think the Lord asked him, who told you that? It was the new knowledge that was entered into the equation through the third person, through the serpent, right? 
So who told you the things that you're living by that got you feeling a certain way? What meanings have you attached? Where do you need to grow in your perspective? Where are, do you need to outgrow some judgments and conclusions that you've made about yourself or a circumstance? Are you living in the past? Maybe you need to forgive your past, right? And release all these things. But anyway, you guys, I wanted to share this loop with you really, really quick. This is kind of the, the cycle that we all go through. So one more time, you have your outside event that goes on that you have no control over, but then you have this inward process that's inside of you, right? Your conclusions, your judgments, your opinions, your assumptions. Then you have the meaning you attached, the final outcome, right? This is what this means. Then you have the way you feel about it. And then you have your choice that you make as a result of how you feel, which is a result of how you think. So you guys, why do you think the Lord tries to beat it in our brain to take every thought captive? So be vulnerable with the Lord today. Ask him, Lord, how am I feeling right now? Maybe you don't know how to identify your emotions. And Lord, who told me that? And is this true? And what is true, Lord? Help me to establish the truth, right? In the context of my life, living reality of today. So anyway, you guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Have an awesome rest of the week, you guys. And I will see you next time. Thank you.